I V M. Something as simple as a family meal carries immense benefits. It's linked to better eating habits, greater intake of fruits and veggies, and even better grades and higher self-esteem for your kids. In this episode, we'll discuss the importance of family meals and how you can enable family meals in your home and in your busy routine. Almost every job in the world requires training, except parenting. You need to learn parenting on the job, and that can be really hard. Here on Big Talk about tiny humans, we want to help you navigate the world of parenting better and make your lives a little bit easier. Hi, I'm Meghna, and hi, I'm Devi Shobha. Every week, we bring you the best research on parenting, top tips from experts. and actionable strategies to confront the numerous challenges that all parents and educators face so let's get started shall we you know shobha one of the most ubiquitous images of uh, family life today is each member you know how we are hunched over our own devices in our own rooms we're all just so busy right i mean there's there's jobs there's kids there's after school activities it seems we're constantly on the go even amidst the pandemic it seems we hardly have time to sit yeah. and connect with each other absolutely and i'm seeing this a lot in therapy nowadays where couples complain that my partner doesn't have time for me kids saying my parents don't spend time with me and invariably when i ask them the last time you sat and ate together as a family i see them scratch their heads trying to remember how did something so simple become so complicated yeah i can totally relate to that i think in a world of fast food we've just become so used to the idea of grabbing meals in cars between you know some practice or the other or some other events and even you know during the pandemic it's just like you know grabbing food from a kitchen counter or from the dining table and just be on the go 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 right and it's dinner in front of the television or their personal gadgets like the mobile oh, yes. or tablets and the constant presence of electronics that is very very distracting the family meal is just becoming very very rare in these times for many families schools work schedules and extracurricular activities can really make it very difficult to find time and to sync up time between all the family members schedules to eat together and go you know over this routine and if some families go for days or even weeks together without sitting down as a family and this is so much a reality and family meal time has really been lost in our over scheduled times and i think the best analogy comes to my mind is that in 6th uh, grade we used to learn about the light bulb and when the bulb gets heated and we just sprinkle one drop of water and the whole bulb cracks off right because mm-hmm. the entire thing is heated and then this just contracts so it's just like that everything else is taking place so fast and then this one thing is just like ruptures the connection between the members of the family so you know sometimes i think of it that way that's a very interesting analogy so you're saying that family meals are like we should look at family meals as connection time Yeah, absolutely. You should look at family meals as this one bond that sort of holds us all together. Absolutely. Okay. On this note, we shall take a break and come back. Welcome back. Do you really think family meals are what they're cracked up to be? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of research definitely supports this. So family meals definitely are a respite for harried parents in the sense it just gets a lot of uh, the members of the family together. So you can, you know, have some together time. Research also shows that children who regularly eat meals with their parents tend to eat more healthy food in the sense they mm. tend to try more fruits, vegetables, uh, other uh, healthy foods and are less likely to be obese. In fact, I had just read a report that said that those who don't eat together actually report higher obesity, you know, in, in mm. communities and families. And of course, a family meal obviously creates a very positive family atmosphere during regular meal times. And it also uh, shows that, uh, you know, eating disorders in adolescents that are so common these days, they are not that prevalent in families that eat together, right? Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. because watching parents eat healthily, day in and day out, watching them, seeing everybody else do the thing, right, is just has a very positive influence on children's own behavior. And the choices they make can definitely be impacted as they grow. And the benefits go beyond nutrition too. Eating together can improve uh, parent-child relationships. It can give kids a sense of stability and connectedness. Uh, children younger than 13, especially, who regularly eat meals with their families, they are seen to exhibit fewer behavioral problems in the sense they exhibit lesser risky behaviors. They are less inclined towards risky behavior. And meals are also where we learn our family culture, uh, family values, which can be very unique for families, right? And where we also establish our personal tastes and our personal routines as a family. As a parent, I've seen that experimenting with new foods is one of the first leaps into the big kid territory that uh, little ones can often make. And this is best done, you know, while having the meal together. And uh, the other thing is it also has surprisingly a very, uh, you know, a very great impact on cognition, cognition, cognitive abilities. One is because obviously there's better nutrition. So co cognitive uh, abilities are better uh, managed uh, in the sense they have the nutritional benefits of a, of a good cognitive base there. But also otherwise, metalinguistic uses, when parents use language-focused terms that are positively correlated with children's use of language terms as well, it's, it's shown that children can actually uh, pick up a lot of nuances of language, can mm. up nuances of culture and everything. So there's a very easy avenue for that with family meals. But why, I didn't, I'm curious about this, why only... Um family meals is associated with language development, wouldn't parents be generally talking to their kids as well? I mean, isn't that the assumption? No, I, def meals? definitely not. It's not that this is the only place where parents can talk. But the point is that if we make a routine of having family meals together because of the routine that we can set. So family meals can become a place where parents and the elders in the family can exchange notes about their days, okay. uh, can can yeah. talk, of, talk to children about how their day has been, you know, exchange notes on how they have handled certain situations. So it's not like, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can establish a routine around sharing your day and uh, lots of families do that and when families are seen doing that it has a very direct impact on uh, you know like I said not just nutritional physical uh, uh, attributes but also cognitive attributes of children that that sounds incredible actually you know one one little thing which 
actually our culture which has always been there in our culture yeah, having uh, now research corroborating all these beautiful benefits of that is yeah. uh quite incredible india of course has had the tradition of the whole family coming together sitting down right. on the floor and eating together right but uh, i wonder because a lot of this research that you're talking about comes from the west right, right? Or as well right in addition to indian research so i i wonder what about the these highly individualized cultures what about the family meals there because this this on the go concept that you were talking about in the beginning is after all come from the west no this individualized this this portion of food is only packed yes. for me and i will sit alone and eat it is this has come from the west yeah. so what 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 about family meals in the context of the western countries yeah you know megna that's a very very interesting uh, question that you ask because i think that globalization has really merged all of our cultures and uh, it's really time for us to you know pick up the best from every culture that is available and most of us have heard about denmark denmark frequently tops the list among the happiest countries in the world it's usually among the top 3 uh and these this is in service conducted by the united nations among other organizations and it consistently beats other scandinavian uh neighbors like sweden and norway and one of the research in fact denmark has been a topic of interest a country of interest in studying why this entire country reports so much of happiness and one of the studies one of the key factors to that is that they have a community practice called huga it's a danish word it's spelled h y g g e but pronounced huga and this is actually exploded in popularity around the world simply because people are curious why this nation you know consistently tops the happiness charts and huga uh, is very unique in the sense that you know it familiarizes or it just you know popularizes the concept of just being warm just being relaxed just you know this concept of coziness around a community huga is actually a mindset it's about relaxing just being kind to yourself rather than you know going with or without a certain food type or drink is just about you know building that atmosphere and it just focuses on building any kind of activity that can be emotionally comforting for the entire community and huga happens not just you know within a family it is for the entire community so it builds like you know a neighborhood or an extended family so this is like they do it almost once or twice a month this is like a regular practice mm. and um, this is about you know the huga way of eating is also about indulging mindfully so it's not about mm. uh, you know doing a certain thing or you know uh, just meeting one particular nutritional requirement or anything like that it's or just eating about in front of our gadgets mindlessly like we do yeah absolutely <laughs> and this is this feeling in fact huga encourages people sharing you know without uh, fearing judgment so it's it's a place where people can open up share their uh, stuff you know what they have been mm-hmm. going through get advice without judgment and you know imagine the kind of security that it provides every two weeks you know that you have somebody you know that you have the space to go and share what you're going through imagine the kind of mental health yeah. uh, uh, it know, almost uh, sounds like yeah. a group therapy session you know yeah, it almost absolutely. sounds like that yeah and it's just that is it's also clubbed with food and this can happen very well with our own families right so mm. and this is what we have been doing you know yeah. all along as indian families yeah. and you know when 
when another community has done this and is consistently topping the happiness charts, now we are all talking about it and we mm. realize the importance of it, right? So yeah. yeah, it's about just, you know, taking time to eat, savor and enjoy the process of it with the community. So it's just like, uh, uh, say creating a safe space every single day. So I love that. I love the whole idea of creating a safe space and combining it with food. After all, that's what we recommend. No, during yes. family meals, we tell parents, you know, don't use this time to lecture your your children. Yeah. Don't use this yeah. time to yeah, actually absolutely. you know remind them of the you didn't do this, you didn't do that. That homework is pending and all that. But absolutely. you know, Shoba, just before this, we were talking about TGIF. Mm. Uh, is it thank god it's friday what is tgif <laughs> well uh, tgif is um i will definitely relate it to tgif just that it's not fridays it's it can be every day so it's like a tgif is one is people often ask themselves and even sometimes even i get queries on kids kinta how do you make it like a practice how do you institute this practice in a family that has not eaten together for days you know uh, how do we set this routine so i would always say start small start with you know maybe once or twice a week and use themed meals for the days of the week so that you have something to look forward to for example you can have like mexican mondays or stir fry saturdays you know one of the things that you had mentioned the last time when we spoke so it's it's about starting a routine start making a ritual of it and starting small so, mm. uh, so we making, like we in our family uh, we my yeah. kids and i we get together on every every sunday morning and we do waffle sundays so yeah, is that what absolutely. you're talking about okay. absolutely yes that is something very much a, a great example the second thing i would say is go gadget free like we uh, you know brought it up the in, during our discussion on huga as well going gadget free is very important because otherwise the whole exercise doesn't even make sense you're just sitting in, together at one place and just doing your own thing but so but shoba come on i mean what does one do when i mean i this is the most frequent query that i get really what so what does one do when one's child insists on watching a video while eating what can one really do it's so easy to say that oh don't do gadgets do gadget free meals but what yeah. does one do <laughs> yeah so one of the things i can talk from my own personal example is that when we as a family sit down to eat like you know especially sunday lunches what we do is we put away our gadgets at a table that is beside the dining table not on the dining table okay so it's a totally separate table all of us deposit our gadgets there and we have alexa at home so we play mm -hmm. loud music so all of us are just listening to music there is uh, you know there is bound to be some fight about which song <laughs> this song that song all that is fine that is still better than you know being immersed in your own mm. uh, mobiles and uh, gadgets and everything so that is one strategy that can be a lot of fun as well and two is you know i i think that we should actually examine our meal time structure and have this practice at a time when all the family members are reasonably hungry so they're not distracted and they are they do not want to even eat right but they're not engaged with the food it becomes very engaged to uh, it becomes very difficult to engage with the other things that are also happening uh, especially if you're trying to build the routine uh, in a you know freshly if it's not a family habit yeah. already right yeah no i agree in fact this connects with what you were saying earlier 
because yeah. when parents ask me this is what i recommend especially mm. during the pandemic you know because yes. yeah. anyway our screen time has gone up so i that's i say i say to them that aim for at least one gadget free meal time with your family mm. uh, a day so right. that makes sense right yeah yeah absolutely okay and so uh, talking about tgif so you told yes. us about t for theme g for yeah, ga- g for g for gadget free and then third is involve right involve is you know simply involve the family members however young in you know this uh, makes me think there are some videos that pop up on facebook and youtube where there are very young children you know as mm. young as one and a half to two year toddlers you know mm. who are involved with meal preps you know they just go get some veggies they just you know kind of uh, you know get some cutlery you know and all mm. of that so it's just involvement right at any mm. level whatever whatever it may be so you know you're talking about involvement shobha so my son who's now four and a half uh, literally right from when he was a toddler i think almost one and a half two i would just go so my duty was morning breakfast right so i would go to the kitchen and just make him sit on the slab because i didn't have any help in the morning to look after him so i would make him sit on the slab and just organically naturally he would just you know get involved in whatever it is that i was doing if i was making dosas he would just stir the batter if i was baking something he would you know just throw in the ingredients together for me and i can't tell you i didn't realize the effect of this myself on him today he is four and a half and he's an expert baker like he knows the names and measurements of ingredients that would probably go into a you know a whole wheat cookie or a you know dosa or paniyaram like kind of so he he can name dals that my husband has no clue of and <laughs> stuff so so in involvement is so crucial because you don't end up realizing how, what it does to yeah. uh, you know the children like how much learning how much bonding how much yeah. how much it opens their avenues yeah. so i i i completely this agree is about, amazing this yeah, is amazing and nothing can be more organic learning than this right exactly right i mean yeah. this is what we want yeah. this is multisensorial learning which we keep harping about for exactly. young, young children absolutely Okay and uh, Shobha you you're talking about fun and I have a very fun game that uh, actually uh, we play in my family it's called the rose thorn and bud game and in that basically we go around the table taking turns each one of us talks about something which is rose so it could be something good that has happened to you today something thorn which means something challenging that has happened to you today or things have not gone gone very well and bud which represents hope so something that you're looking forward to the next mm, day or sometime amazing so just yeah. this little game actually you know and my kids are young right they're just 6 mm. and a half and 6 uh, and 4 and a half and how much i get to know about their life even though i'm literally with them 24/7 but it's amazing with this little game how much i get to know about their lives and share about my life with them and and again teach them lessons like not because i want to sit down and i want to teach you something but organically like when i talk about say my challenges mm. i am able to teach them see how this is how i handle conflicts you know in right. my relationships or in my work this is this is how i negotiate this is what you know this is how i communicate uh, yeah, you know share absolutely. express so it's so i mean i think the family meal sounds simple and small but it's actually really powerful if you think about it Absolutely. Yeah, that was a beautiful example and I I'm looking forward to playing that game as well with my family. <laughs> 
I think this is, I think, an incredible idea, a, a very good way to remember it, TGIF. T for theme, G for gadget free, I for involve and F for fun. We can do TGIF in our family. We don't have to wait for a Friday to do TGIF yeah. in our homes. Yeah, yeah you know um, it. Yeah, yeah so, so thanks so much, Shobha. That was very insightful. I think all of us uh, should be able to do a TGIF in our families and uh, learn from the importance of family meals, um, how they go back to our roots and see how beneficial family meals can be. So that's our episode for today. Thank you for listening to Big Talk About Tiny Humans, our podcast for parents and educators. Hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to share it with your friends and family. Listen and subscribe to Big Talk About Tiny Humans on the IVM Podcasts app, website, and all major audio platforms. We are available everywhere. You can follow us on social media and online. Meghna is at The Therapist Mommy on Instagram and YouTube. And you can check out her website, RaisingFamilyAcademy.com for a transformative course on raising a child with emotional intelligence. And Devi Shobha is at KidsKintha on Twitter and Instagram. And check out KidsKintha.com for in-depth articles and events on parenting and child development. While you're at it, do also check out other great shows from the IVM Podcasts Network at shows.ivmpodcasts.com. And IVM is on social media at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll catch you again on our next episode.